Up next on Inside Champ Car, hitting the track at Hallett. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. He is... Bill Strong. I am Brian Bolanski. This week on The Big Show, we look ahead to the 8-plus-7 hour at Hallett Motor Racing Circuit. We also have a hot tech tip. See what I did there, Bill? Yeah, I see what you did. <laughs> and we're going to talk with A.J. Jackson. He is from The Follow-On Mission. If you're not familiar with this organization, you will be, and you'll be really interested. What a great guy. Um, I always yeah. like the fact that we do the interviews first because then you and I can say how great the interviews are. We can tease everybody. Tease. Deep tease. Um, so, yeah, so that's going to be fun. Uh, but before we get to that, you guys got a little thing going on this weekend in Oklahoma. Yeah, I've been out here for like, uh, I don't know, seems like forever. Uh, a couple of weeks, week nine days or something like that I've been out here and uh, or since Ozarks. And I've uh, been sitting in a hotel kind of looking out the window every now and then and you know watching the wind it's the wind is blows all the time here <laughs> i mean it doesn't stop it's just blowing and blowing but uh yeah my brother lives here so we've been doing some uh some um you know sightseeing and stuff and nice. having fun talking i hadn't seen my brother really i haven't hung out this is the longest i've hung out my with my brother since the last time him and i got in trouble when we were little kids so nice um been a long time but uh, I did some uh, this past weekend. There was a, found a little circle track here with dirt for racing. I didn't know they raced on dirt. I know. You know that, Brian? I know. It's a thing called dirt tracking or something. Right, right. So I went out there and I contacted a local uh, photographer that shoots there. And she invited, she said, yeah, come on out. And I helped her take pictures. And we had a blast. And I took like a million photos, got like six at we're actually in focus and yeah, cause they're fast, man. Those little circle track cars. Well, and, and, and had a blast, had some mud thrown on me. You posted those on Facebook and a lot of the champ car guys were wondering who was taking those pictures. Cause they were definitely too good to be yours. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> got a picture of a car caught on fire that uh, blew their engine. And, uh, um, one of the, I don't say no fire is good. Seriously. Right. No fire is good. But, um, one of the things is the the guy came down his fire you know the, the fire got put out pretty quick and the there's a, a guy with a fire extinguisher and he grabbed the you know the fire bottle and started shooting it and it just shot straight up in the air and he pulled up got a hold of the tip and was able to point it where he needed to go and that's something we've talked about over and over again with yep. our uh, racers it's like you have to hold the end of the 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 uh the hose and point it where you need to go right just like other things in life and uh, that was a great picture. It was one of those one in a million pictures because you see the the extinguisher shoot out and uh, just straight up in the air. And it was great. So it's going to be a good learning tool for our staff and yeah. for the uh, the racers, hopefully. But uh, yeah, I had a blast out there. And cool. um, uh, any truth I'd to the like room? to go back and do some more dirt tracks. Out there. Yeah. Any truth to the room? I'd actually like to race on a dirt track. Yeah. You, you know, they, we know what they say. You haven't done it until you've done it in the dirt. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a dirt track. Never heard that, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I I I have a T-shirt that doesn't fit me anymore. Uh, yeah. From the uh, this. Well, is it a belly shirt? If it's a belly shirt, those <laughs> it, uh, those are a popular thing. It, it's not. <laughs> it, it might be now, but it wasn't when it was yeah. bought. Uh, I think I got it at the Slinger Speedway in Wisconsin. 
or some other uh, dirt track. I don't, I don't know if it's Sling or Dirt Track. Maybe that's asphalt. Anyway, I was there for World of Outlaws or or Sprint Cars or Midgets or something, and they said, yeah, you yeah. haven't done it until you've done it in the dirt. So uh, I was going to say, is there any truth to the rumor that your wife now has a bail bondsman in Oklahoma on the Venmo? Maybe. Okay. All right. I, I just, I, I, you know, you and your brother get Maybe. together. It could be. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, the Garcias are back together. That's yeah. right. OKC, o- so. OK, o- OK Bail Bondsman Deluxe or something? Yeah. 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 <laughs> something like that. I don't know. I call her every now and then. She says, who are you? You know, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, she uh, says, wait, wait. She quiet, says she quiet, still quiet, loves me. Quiet, quiet, quiet. My husband's on yeah, the phone. Quiet, quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let's get to some serious stuff. Hallett this, this weekend. What's uh, yeah. what's the dealio? You've Hallett. got what's a Hallett? Hallett is is a really cool racetrack from everyone I've ever talked to who's been yep. there. Uh, eight hours on Saturday, yep. seven hours on Sunday in Cleveland, not in Ohio, Cleveland, Oklahoma. No, nope, no. Nope. So what do we know? Yep. What's the plan? So Hallett, uh, Cleveland, Oklahoma. Which where is that? That's Tulsa, Oklahoma, about two and a half hours from where I'm at right now. Um, it's a great little track. Uh, it, it's, it's a flowing track. Okay. Um, you can run it multiple ways. We're only running one way this, this weekend, which is, uh, clockwise. So and, do you sometimes uh, the cool run, thing about the track now, do you sometimes run well, a track we one way past. on Saturday and another way on Sunday? They have, but, um, we're only doing this one this Got way. It. And it's okay. a lot of it has to do with staffing and how we, you know, how, how we have to reconfigure things and right. just, we don't really have the staff to do that for that, this Got race, it. Got it. but, uh, it, it makes it easier for us too. So, sure. And it's all about making Bill's life easy. You know that, <laughs> is right? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's not, not what I've heard, but okay. But, uh, oh. Yeah. So uh, we got a, we have uh, how many cars we got? We got a bunch this year. Um, twenty nine cars signed up and cool. uh, lots of folks. There's some there's some big uh, name cars here coming. Um, we have Basil Weenie who's showing up again, and they're always one of the the favorites uh, that can do well here. Battle Scarred, who we talk about uh, Battle Scarred Motorsports, which we talk about um, later in the show. They'll be there with two cars. They've got two Ford crown Vicks nice. going against these, uh, little Miatas. I think those all Ford crown Vicks, one's a 2011 and one's a 96, but I don't think they really changed all that much. Did they? Is it really um, you sure it's not a 1911? Do they keep, do they build a car in 2011? It, it could be, I think, <laughs> think I don't know who cop cars, right? They're probably yeah. old cop cars. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, the CU Boulder team will be there with their Mazda. Now those guys are getting really good. I mean, really good. Um, they they do a lot of racing that college team. Right. Um, so they're going to be there, and they'll be broadcasting on their uh, live stream as well. We're not doing a show from there because uh, it's just my guys need time off. They've got to work, do regular jobs, things like that. So right. And I'll be taking pictures. I might do some live streaming from there, but we'll see how that goes. Well, and, um, and for the Middle America it, folks. You know this this race, and then the last race at uh, at Harris Hill, kind of the last two times this year that uh, I mean we're already in May, but you only had now to that Middle America section two more times this year. So got to get there and get your yeah, race in. Yeah, that, that's right. K and H Motorsports will be there with their 1970 Ford Mustang, which we uh, spoke to them earlier this year. Um, 
Kruger Tuned Racing South, their Porsche Boxer will be there. That's always a really competitive car. Okay. Um, Looney Tunes and their Mustang will be there, uh, and that's a fast car. And that usually, if it's not breaking, it's up there. Now, when I say breaking, you know, they have just little issues. Right. But uh, as long as that car stays together, they're going to be up there. Um, they were just at uh, Ozarks here a couple of weeks ago. Um, who else there? Night Fury Racing and their Toyota Celica will be there. Uh and then uh, two beaners in a bucket, some friends of mine that uh, they have a Miata and they'll be there with their uh, racing, Viking Chug Racing and Wheels America was bringing both cars. And uh, of course, one of their uh, drivers had uh, uh, some brain issues, uh, brain, um, brain bleed or something. I forget what it aneurysm, was. Uh, I think it wasn't said. good. Yeah, yeah. Aneurysm. Yeah. And it wasn't good. But uh, as far as I know, everybody's doing fine now. Great. But uh, they're they they they're bringing two cars, and of course, uh, this is we're gonna have two Toyota Celicas at this race, which is really odd. Um, worst pace scenario, they're having another eighty-four Celica there, or as we like to call it, a Celica. Well, how to how to upset your uh, broadcasting? Call it a Celica. <laughs> but yeah, lots of wide variety of cars. C- Cousin Racing's bringing their Volkswagen Cabriolet. I don't know what Cousin Cousin Racing what the meaning of that is, but a Volkswagen Cabriolet. Huh. That should be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, a BMW Z4 will be there with Geyer, Geyer, Geyer Course. I, these guys make up these names I can't pronounce. <laughs> Pontiac Firebird from Night Industry. Oh, wait a second. Night Industries? Night Industries Racing. Oh, wow. Know, that might be the ringer, man. It's an 89 Pontiac Firebird. It's just going to jump you know, over all of the incidents. <laughs> So if you spin yeah. in front of it, don't worry. It's just going to hit the button. It's going to launch over all the incidents. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, safety third racing, and they, they always do pretty well because, um, you know, safety's not first with these guys. They have Band-Aids. Um, yeah. They have little stickers that are Band-Aids that says safety third racing. Nice. I love um, it. And surrender the booty. Surrender the booty. Excuse me? I guess that's give up the money. That's what it says. Surrender uh, the booty. They've mm. got a Nissan 350Z. So they, they've got money because it's an 04. That's all I can think show. of what booty is. Well, it's it's about money, about, you know, the the what do you call those guys that. Oh, come on, man. Um, come you, on, Bill. Think you, you, you got know, me. Surrender to the booty. You know, the. Um... <laughs> come on. God. <laughs> I'm leaving you. Hang on this one, because not, not not Viking, not Vikings. Um, you Norseman? know, the one eye patch. Oh, okay. Oh, come pirates. On. What are they? Pirates. That's it. <laughs> God. Oh, wow. That was uncomfortable. I need to start. I need to get outside and get some sun. You need That's some vitamin need D. Exactly. Or, or D, some coffee. Yes. I've been stuck in this hotel room for a month. They keep throwing work at me. So, you know, <laughs> do the work, Bill. Do the work. Stay off the internet. Stop upsetting the board. <sighs> All right. So anything else special from the subs that we should think about or anything we need to know? Oh, now you're asking questions. I know. This is supposed to be an informative, cutting edge. So the cool thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the cool thing about this race is that uh, they have a new tunnel they've built. Oh, yes. Yes. And hopefully that that construction's done, or at least you can. we should be able to get cars back and forth on it. Um, so we don't have to stop the race to uh, allow people to enter and leave the track, which nice. is always a good thing. Nice. Yep. And we have a test day going on. So if you want to participate in test day, please contact Howlett, um, and, uh, or go to their website and sign up. And, uh, uh, that's, uh, going to be fun. Get some practice on the track, 
And even if you're not part of Champ Car, I think you can go there, but just give them a call to make certain that it's not just Champ Car only. Right. In the past has been other others as well. Right. Um, and it's three hundred dollars uh per team. I'm for just seeing if there's day. any yeah, for the right. test day. Yep. So, so the, that's Friday. Go ahead. I'm done. I was gonna no. say the the <laughs> the only cool thing at Hallett this weekend is the tunnel because the temperatures will not be notice the transition I'm doing here. Uh right now the forecast at Hallett this weekend, eighty eight on Saturday, eighty nine on Sunday with just a teeny chance of rain. And if that happens, you'll have like 190% humidity. <laughs> well, the good thing is that in the center of the country, the heat isn't that bad. Wait, wait, wrong notes. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the heat is really bad. Yeah, yeah. And that segues into the tech tip. Tech tip. I'm getting the head banging. I'm getting the head banging down, man. That's right. It's tech tip time. That's right. So our tech tip this week is uh, knowing and understanding um, heat stress. Yes. You know heat stress, and that's not just about heat stress risers on the parts that you made for your race car. It's about your drivers. Yes. Your drivers, man, and not just your drivers, but your pit crew and anybody else's that that's outside with you. So something that I, that I started bringing up at most of the 24s, especially the ones that take place in the summer or late summer in Virginia, or, you know, other places where it gets really hot is, uh, watching your crew and your drivers. And one of the things you need to do is, uh, talk to your drivers and, uh, listen to them and how they're talking to you over the radio, or even how they're interacting with each other on pit lane. How do they look when they get out of the car? Because, uh, heat cramps, heat exhaustion, and worst of all, heat stroke. These can kill your drivers. These can kill you. They can hurt themselves. And yeah. I had an issue years ago where I had, uh, I think I'm pretty, I didn't have heat stroke, but I was heat exhaustion. Right. And I made, I was making stupid mistakes. I was, and, and I like to pass this it on. It really to wasn't that, the heat, but. Um, but. <laughs> no, no, it was the heat. No, no this I is agree. serious stuff here, I agree. Brian. Sorry. No, no, don't laugh at me. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> I was, um, I'm on the, I'm, I'm, I'm at 2 a.m. in the morning, um, or maybe it was one o'clock in the morning, but I'd been up all day long and worried about my car the night before, you know, you just, did I do everything right? I'm not eating properly, not drinking properly, most likely. And I remember going up the S's and thinking about work. Like, what am I got to do with the bookstore? Right. Oh, man. And I get up to the I get up to Oak Tree and it's like, what the heck am I doing, Bill? Why am I thinking about work? And next thing I know, I'm going down the back straightaway and I start thinking about work again. And this happened for like three or four laps where I just could not concentrate on the job that I at hand, which was driving a race car really fast on a track that could kill me. Right. I get I'm going down hog pen. And again, I just lose contact. I make I'm making silly, simple mistakes that I wouldn't normally make. And I go, it starts raining and I end up going off the track right at the bottom of hog pen. And I said, decide I'm going to enter the track. I've, I've got the car, what I thought was under control. And I came back and the, the car snapped on me. My, my MR2 snapped uh, the snap oversteer Cause I was going too fast in those conditions. Sure. And I ended up uh, missing by millimeters, uh, Mercury Capri, 
um, convertible. And yeah. there's a great video of it online. You can see me just barely, barely miss them. And I end up hitting head on the uh, guardrail on driver's right. And uh, as the car swung around, my head hit the, the, the um, roll cage of yep. the MR2. We didn't have the full containment seat at the time and it cracked my helmet and I got a concussion and a brain bleed. It took a couple of days or a day before I noticed uh, that I had a wow. concussion and it all came due to just my inability to drive a race car correctly because of my issues at that moment, right. which were most likely due to, you know, stress and, and heat. Right. So, and again, not eating or drinking properly or even eating properly. Right. So one of the things that I I've always suggested to your, to your uh, guys manning the radio, talk to your drivers. If they're not making sense or they're just make, they're just making simple, silly mistakes that they would not normally do. Bring them in. Yep. Seriously, bring them in, talk to them, see what's up. Um, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to win this race if they lose, you know, they lose the car or hurt themselves sure, so, sure. or hurt somebody else. So bring them in, talk to them, get them out of the car, get somebody else in, get them, get them food, get them something to drink and, uh, and that. So one of the things you have to do for heat cramps, you know, they start cramping up in the legs, man, I having a hard time shifting or whatever. And, and most guys, because we're men, we won't say, you know, tell our teammates this stuff, but, right. um, you know, if you start getting cramps in the car, it's most likely due to dehydration yep. from heavy sweating and, and not drinking enough. Uh, um, you know, they lead to those heat cramps and, and the symptoms are heavy sweating and muscle spasms or cramps. And you can't tell that you're heavy sweating because you're in a race suit. Right. So, you know, it's just not one of those things. You need to drink cool water, sports drink with electrolytes and apply cold compresses to the cramps, uh, and, which means you need to get out of that car. Right. Um, you know. You just don't fight through it because that can lead then lead to heat exhaustion. And that comes on rapidly. Um, heavy sweating, muscle spasms or cramps, nausea, vomiting, dizziness or headaches, or even fainting. And uh, that's where uh, this high speed racing we do. That's not a good thing to happen. Yeah. That'd be a bad um, thing. That's when you need to get first aid. Right. Yeah. That's, you need to get out of the car, drink cold water or cool water, uh, a sports drink with electrolytes uh, um, and move to a cool shaded place, remove your suit, uh, or loosen the clothing to get the heat out. You need to get that heat out and uh, get liquids in you. I see guys pouring water on them. That's not really doing much of anything. Right. Getting the water in you gets it through your blood and gets gets the uh, sweat going right. again. And the sweat is what releases the heat. And then uh, if for some reason you get heat stroke, and we have seen this at races, we've seen it over and over again. Um, hot, dry skin, profuse sweating, confusion, disorientation. And that's where we get into the right. just making really bad decisions, slurred speech, seizures or convulsions, throbbing headache and a very high body temperature over 104 degrees. I can kill you, man, right. that you have to get to the doctor immediately and we will get first aid. You just find yourself one of our, uh, um, uh, our workers along pit lane, um, one of our staff, the gray shirts, anybody that you can see, get them first aid over there. Every race we have an ambulance or two on site. Yep. Uh, we will get them to you. Um, don't try to move the guy over to the medical center. Just call us. A radio is much faster than you can walk. Right. And plus, you're making that guy exert more. Um, get liquids in him as soon as you can. You know, move him to a cool, shaded place. Apply cold compresses and wet the person's clothing with water and a fan with a towel. Um, oh, it says, do not give them anything to drink. It could pose a choking hazard in their altered mental state. Sure. Didn't sure. think about that, but uh, I'm reading, uh, we'll put a, uh, we'll put a link, link to, yep. uh, some of this stuff. Yep. So a couple, but, of uh, it's, oh, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. 
No, I mean, it's just this is something that as a team owner, as a team manager, as a crew chief, as the guy that handles the radios and you have people of all, right. you know, um, skill levels running the teams at all hours of the night. Right. They're the ones that need to keep an eye out for this right. and watch their team members. So a couple things I would add is is that's all great on how to see it coming and, and doing with it when, when it happens. But what we really should try to do is avoid getting to that point in the first place. So, you know, yeah. the drinking, um, the, the sports drinks. And, and I would say even, you know, sports drinks, I, I don't I'm not a fan of. They have these really cool things. If you go to any like sh- running store, um, there's this I, I, it's called Noom that I use. It's a little tablet. Like, uh-huh. It's not a salt tablet. It's an electrolyte tablet. It's uh, and they do have different flavors. I like the non-flavored. Just put it in a bottle of water and drink it. There's no sugar because the sugar can give you other problems right. too when it's really hot out. Right. So there's that. Um, I would also say that you know whenever you can get out of the heat. If you have a motorhome yes. to go to, if you have a, even if you sit in your car with the air conditioning on, do whatever you can to spend as much time out of the heat in the shade as you possibly can. Um, drink enough liquid so that when when you pee, you're peeing white. It's clear. That's how you know you're hydrated yes. enough. Um, so it is important. If it's it is brown. To- it's not. If it's yellow, dark yellow, brown. Yes. Not good. Not yes. Good at all. So, so, you know, so while it's great to know the signs and symptoms when it's happening, you know, do whatever you can to avoid it from happening. Uh, and then right. the other thing I, people don't think about is hydrate a lot more than you normally would in the days leading up to the event, not yep. just the day of the event. You know, if you can drink an extra half a gallon or a gallon of water on Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your body retains that water for several days and if you can pre-hydrate that's going to help you a ton um what else is there cool suits in a car if you have that opportunity yeah. use it you know Either a cool shirt or cool suit or you know the shirts Correct. or the um the walbro type uh cool the uh, walbro type shirts that don't actually have water going yep. to them they work with science and nasa right. and stuff that's what i use i love it it's great works in the really hot temperatures you may even see me on pit road with it on that's that's how good it is yep. be, um be careful now, with one putting, thing is as i say a lot of guys be, like to put yeah, be ice careful with alcohol oh that too but but a lot of people oh, like to take a yeah. bag of ice and put it in their suit that's great but you have to remember that it, ice melts really, really fast, and then you just end up with boiling water inside your suit. So if you're going to put yeah. the ice and in the suit. it usually goes to the bottom somewhere where you might not want to boiling. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> but if you do put an ice pack in your suit, just remember that maybe in five or ten laps, yank the, like the, like yank the bag out, put it in, in the floorboard next to you. Um, even open the bag out. out the window at your, <laughs> you at can your do that too. radiator. I, I'm not suggesting that. Um I'll have Chelsea yelling at me or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but there's another option. But be careful with that option. Yeah. Also, alcohol. You're 100. percent Do yeah, not stay drink away on from Friday alcohol. night or Saturday yeah. night. Just don't no. do it. And and even even and be aware. And this is something. And I, I you know I know a lot of people don't like to hear this, but you know one of the first things they do along pit lane is they break out the beers and stuff. And let me tell you, you guys get drunk and you get drunk fast. Yep. And it's sometimes especially not when you're good, dehydrated. We you know. Yes. And um, you, you haven't drank anything for 24 hours. Or sorry, you have, you've been doing this thing for 24 hours. You're tired. 
and uh, you just start downing them beers. They're great. They feel they taste really good. But man, you guys, <laughs> you know, just just hold off on that a bit, and that could help you help recover as well. Drink water. And my last and, uh, tip: the recovery is really important. Yep. And then my last suggestion is you were saying talk to your people. Um, all of that's good advice. Um, I'd like to assign one person, and that person's job is to watch people. All weekend long, it's your job to see, you know, keep an eye on people, see that people are drinking, hand people bottles of water. You're kind of like the hydration officer of the team. Yes. And and have one person assigned and, and just talk about it and, and set that up ahead yeah. of time and, and kind of don't like leave it the chance that you're paying attention to each other um, and make sure that person's not a driver. <laughs> right. You know. Well, it, I mean, they can be a driver. They can but be, but... but but let me tell you, make certain that your crew chief or your guy that's in charge of the car, the, the whole operation, make sure he's drinking because yes. you're so focused on doing this stuff, you forget. And I had a race at Sebring where my, my wife and daughter came down and they that's that was their job. Yep. And they made sure everybody on my team stay hydrated. And right. I'll tell you what, it was huge right. for my team. Well, and, and I would um, suggest that that person who's supposed to be, whose job it is to make, should not be the crew chief. Because that person's got tons of other stuff to worry about. Yes. You know, give it to yeah, get, yeah. And a perfect if, job I, for a family I don't care member. about you guys. <sighs> yeah, exactly. But a perfect and job for a family really member. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. And so. and the most important thing is we, Brian, myself, Bill Strong, yes. are not doctors. No. Nope. We're not medical professionals. I am married to one. But other than that, we're not. And uh, please take our advice uh, with a grain of sand. But please do it. Seriously, yeah. this is just from experience and it's from uh, doing a lot of research on this, you know, for, on the Internet, which is, of course, everything's right <laughs> on the Internet. But we, it's things that we see at races and not just the 24s. Yep. It could be a sprint race or whatever, but just make sure you guys stay hydrated. Super important. And uh, we cannot stress it, stress it enough because yeah. we want you guys going back to work on Monday in one piece and uh, with no issues. A really great resource if you want to do some Internet research is is look up um, Ironman triathlete heat endurance oh. hydration. I mean, that's that's yep. I, I, I do some triathlons. I've never done an Ironman. But um, uh, there's a whole bunch of articles out there on how to keep yourself hydrated over a long, long period of time. And it's the same type of stuff that we need to do. So yep. good stuff there. Yep. Wow. That was cool. a good tech tip. Yes. Awesome. Anything else before we head home or head to our break and then get to uh, uh, AJ Jackson? Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much it. We've got a bunch of races coming up. It's getting hot in the summer. So take our advice, please, and take it seriously. And uh uh, let's have some fun and let's get everybody into the winter safe and sound. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. We're going to head to break. When we come back, AJ Jackson from the follow on mission, uh, a great organization who's helping veterans through using racing and champ car. We'll do that when we come back on inside champ car. Every race weekend, you don't know what's going to happen. But with ChampCar.Live, all the action comes right into your living room. The Champ Car Endurance Series is North America's home to real competitive endurance road racing. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car, trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car and trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. 
Check out champcar.live on the web, subscribe, and ring the bell so as not to miss a single minute of the action. It's fun, free, informative, and it's just a click away. Champcar.live. Come check us out. We bring you a front row seat, but you'll only need the edge. All right, welcome back to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Belansky. He is... Bill Strong. And we are joined now by uh, A.J. Jackson. He is uh, born and raised in Missouri, because it is Missouri, right? That's how we say it? That's the proper way? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're looking to get your butt kicked, yeah, it's Missouri. <laughs> he... Uh... <laughs> And, and, I, yeah, and I, it's think, a, I think you could do that. Common, common, mis- common mistake. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of really bad TV shows out there about the Ozarks, uh, and you know, they kind of poke fun at us living here in Missouri. But no, it, uh, I assure you, it's Missouri. So, so I, can, uh, I, I was, uh, I was raised in Wisconsin, and uh, Wisconsin, and I went to school in Minnesota. So I know how the whole you know regional vernacular thing works. I get it completely. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so Brian, you're you're recovered now. I am recovered. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Okay. Now I'm on. Now I'm on the West Coast, so I, I want right. to get away from the snow. I, I I'm I'm I have an affinity for for sunshine. So, um. So anyway, AJ's here with us today. Uh, he is here to talk about uh, his racing and the follow-on mission, which we're going to get to, uh, in just a second. But uh, let's go back to the beginning. Well, not the beginning, because you tried to do that earlier, and, it, and it, I had to have a discussion. But uh, uh, yeah. you started racing back in '82. Uh, you were a youngster. You're only a little bit older than I am, so uh, still a youngster yeah. racing motorcycles. A lot of kids got started and hooked on the, the fast sports and motorcycles, right? Yeah, it uh, it was locally um, growing up in the '80s. Um, motocross was it was everywhere in the Midwest. Right, uh, hometown track five minutes away. Um, next next tracks, you know, you go 30, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours away. There's a, there's a track to race Saturday, Sunday, and a lot of places are in Wednesday night as well. Right, right. And then so, in '87, you enlisted in the Air Force uh, and uh, had a hit. You've got so you've got. Hey. I know Bill's yeah. an Air Force guy too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he did. Uh, what did you he, do uh, in the Air Force? Uh, oddly enough, I was a, I was I was a, a tail gunner on B fifty two H models for a short period of time. Oh um, my goodness! That's, I don't yeah. think I've ever met a tail gunner before. Too cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was it was a good gig. It was short lived. The uh, what was it? The Grand Rudman Hollings Budget Act or Strength Reduction Act or something, yeah. something like that. Anyway, they said, "Hey, tail gunners." Yeah, out we got out. Go find. Yeah, well, we got my wife or my ex wife got out under that as well. Um, okay, she's a systems analyst. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, you yeah you know, you tell people you know you look at my timeline in the Air Force. It's like did that guy even finish enlistment? Um, I did. Um, I had to maintain. <laughs> Had to fill out that little, uh, that, that cute little SF 86 every year. And, uh, you know, the, oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. You forget to do that. And the, uh, the, the black crown Vicks show up at your house. So don't forget to do your paperwork. Boys <laughs> oh. and girls. If you're in the, uh, find yourself in the ready reserve in the air force after flying on B 52s, do your paperwork. I, I, I didn't even get out of the ROTC that, that, that act did, eliminated my ROTC program at my college. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it like did away with the whole program and they wanted me to go like four hours away to the next closest school with an ROTC program. And I'm like, can I just get out? 
yeah. And they said, sure. But, uh, yeah. So, and then coming out of that, you had a little break before you got back into the military and you did some racing there as well, right? Yeah. Military, it was, it was interesting. Um, I, uh, I snuck in through the National Guard. Um, uh, you know, the, uh, I told the wife the old lie. It's, hey, I'm just going to do it to pay for school. We're not going back into the military. Um, but in the in early part of my Army career, I continued with the motorcycles. Um, as the injuries piled up, um, let's see, I moved, uh, you know, the traditional off-road and enduro motocross thing, uh, cross-country. Um, we'd gotten heavily into asphalt track days. Um, the track we were running, they once a month, they did run a, I call it a mock race. It looked just like a normal race, but um, I think uh, no insurance or trophies. So we called it a mock race. <laughs> so we did that once a month. Ah, right. And uh, <clears throat> injuries piled up. Um, I was also racing flat track. Um, if you've never taken a 72 horsepower motor on a motorcycle on a 1,023 foot track, you need to try that sometime. It's, it's exciting. Um but, uh, yeah, injuries piled up, and I found myself racing bicycles. Kind of went back to my youth. Um, ah. How did you get yeah, that? Like, yeah. like regular 10-speed 10, 10 multi-racing, yeah. USCF-type yeah. stuff? Because I, I, I did a little of that, too. Yeah, yeah, USA Cycling. Right. Uh, made it up to – yeah, I did uh, – I did um, USA Cycling. Uh, did uh, I was big into the crits, a few sure. road races. Yep. Uh, did Cyclocross, which is real big in the that's Carolinas. Uh, yeah, that's a yeah. good time. It's – Let's take a bike that looks like a 10 speed, semi narrow tires, and uh, just send it off road. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. You should, yeah. if you don't know what cyclocross is, YouTube cyclocross and, and these guys jumping over rocks and, and doing some crazy stuff with that. So, very cool. Very cool. But it was the skinny tire stuff I couldn't do. It was, I did, uh, I did Norba mountain, mountain bike stuff on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, an over tour up and down here. Very and cool. it back in the 90s, and things were much simpler back then. Uh, when you were doing it, it's a little more competitive, I would say. Yeah, it was. Uh, you got to put your cute little spandex, uh, cute little spandex uh, onesie on, and you know, Said it's nobody ever outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're in, you're in North Carolina, middle of winter, 40 degrees, wearing your little onesie out there, just covered in mud, having a ball. So, yeah, 50 yeah. minutes of that, um, quick little break, and go do it again. Nice. Nice. Now you got back in with the Army National Guard in 2000. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And you went from being badass in a B-52 to being badass in special special forces. Yeah, I took a unusual route to get there. Started out as a combat engineer with my local unit. Um, met some uh, met some guys of uh, uh, met, met some neat dudes, and uh, they convinced me uh, I was doing a lot of a lot of uh, say marksmanship uh, competitions, scout sniper stuff. Met some special forces dudes, and they said, "Hey, you are wasting your time as a combat engineer. Why don't you try out?" So, um, saddled up, went through the special forces assessment selection program, um, got selected for training, and uh, let's see, it was about two years later. I found myself back on active duty, Third Special Forces Group, Fort Bragg. And you did a couple of tours in Afghanistan, right? Yeah, I spent a little time in Afghanistan, um, just over three years total. Uh, I think I had uh, I had four combat tours, did some staff time over there that I don't even talk about. Uh, so officers, wow. I know you guys are out there listening. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but you were so, enlisted, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, retired as a retired as yeah. a master sergeant. So, so yeah, I came to the uh, Special Forces has a kind of a kind of, of a divergent uh 
plan. When you hit E7, you're either you're gonna you're gonna stay in the uh, the enlisted track, or you're gonna go and become a warrant officer. And I, I chose the enlisted All track right. to uh, yeah. So I was having fun. Wanted to stay on the teams as long as I could. So so yeah, good times, good times. Yeah, we, we got a couple of buddies that are uh, that race with us in Champ Car that are uh, warrant officers uh, in the Army. We yeah. make fun of them all the time. One of them's a helicopter pilot, which I guess when you fly those helicopters that they fly, they let you know that they're helicopter pilots. Oh, you yeah. guys do that? No, yeah. uh, no. You know, the thing about thing about when a when a an army warrant officer pilot or navy seal walks into the bar you, you know how how you can tell is because they tell everybody so <laughs> but uh, no special forces um other than going on the uh the occasional podcast uh, we're the quiet professionals we really we really don't say a whole lot about it uh yeah. you know our friends know yeah. our neighbors may or may not know but yeah we keep we keep it pretty quiet um we don't right. once, once we make it to a team we don't get a book deal and a movie contract like the seals do so <laughs> <laughs> or the, the the Coast Guard guys like our you know our fearless leader Dana Morrison. Yes, still yes. don't understand that. Coast the Coast Guard's considered military, really. You just sail around uh, in a boat all day and yeah, Dana's not listening. <laughs> is he? So no, not good yet. Guys. You okay, might later. Yeah. Who knows? And yeah. this will be our final <laughs> podcast of the. So we got to make yeah. this one really good. Bill. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I don't know. He keeps every time he brings up the chair force or something. And, you know, when I was in, it was, you know, it wasn't as, you know, I was in, in the cold war, which was not really cold. Cause it, well, it kind of was in England when I was there, but we yeah. really didn't do much, anything except, you know, play war games and stuff. And now these kids nowadays and your generation, it's, it was real. And yeah. uh, my, uh, my hat's off to you guys. And thank you very much for your service. Um, you know, it was an adventure for me. You guys actually had the, the, the tough stuff. But um, yeah, the follow-on mission, you guys, uh, uh-huh. it's a pretty neat program, man. That you got, yeah. You, you debuted it with us at uh, at um, Ozarks, right? Yeah, Ozark was our. Uh, that was our. Um, you know, that was our systems check, full dress rehearsal. Um, we all had, you know, been together in pieces to a racetrack before, um, but we had never had the whole uh, the whole team assembled and uh, ready to go. Uh, so yeah, Ozark was the debut for the follow-on mission. Uh, as far as the uh, say, the action arm um, actually getting out there—that was our—that was our big kickoff. And uh, man, picked a heck of a race to, to do it at too. Yeah. So tell us, what is so, the follow-on mission? Okay, follow-on mission. Um, it's a it's five one c three. I'm not supposed to ask for any money, but you know, five one c three we're donor funded. Sure. Um, the uh, chairman chairman of boards have believed at that. We don't go around getting on podcasts and asking for things. Um, but yeah, right, we right. are five one c three. This is something um, Champ Bar literally saved my life, and I'm not afraid to tell people that. Um, I had entered a very uh, a very predictable dark spiral. Uh, I was approaching fifty years old, PTSD, chronic pain, um, some prosthetic implants in my body, and uh, typically that's just a that's that's a bad combination. And uh, I've had a couple of providers tell me that my life expectancy at that point was give or take five years after I retired from the military. Um, I, uh, another, uh, charitable organization, uh, rented a seat with them and, uh, got to race, uh, Tom Webb's Pinto at Coda and the turnaround was just dramatic. I mean, I, I felt it within myself and Rebecca was, I mean, she gets in tears when she talks about it. Just, um, it interrupted that, that dark spiral that it may or may not end in suicide. Um, for me, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, right. but, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna say it, it interrupted that spiral. Um, 
at that point, we started thinking about this is something we're going to pursue. And uh, we wanted to focus on, on specifically Champ Car, uh, just after getting out there, interacting social media, meeting the teams, meeting the staff. Um, so we, we formed the follow-on mission. And uh, we, don't, we don't rent seats. Uh, we provide a fully, immer a fully immersive team, <clears throat> excuse me, a fully immersive uh, team experience. No cost to the, uh, to the, uh, the vet, uh, active duty military, or first responder. And uh, provide them this uh, this adrenaline therapy. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm pausing here and I'm I'm in a lot. Sorry about that. That's okay. But That's right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Purpose uh, provide adrenaline therapy through fully immersive motorsports. No charge. Combat veterans or first responders. First responders suffering PTSD or depression. Focuses the Champ Car endurance, endurance Series, but expands beyond the racetrack. And this is going back to the fully immersive full fully immersive experience. Um, we bring the vet into the team. Uh, they prep the car. They, they work on the car. They prep the car. They understand the car before they get into it. Um, when they're not driving, uh, you know, they're not a, they're not a, a retina seat. When they're not driving, um, they're, they're holding the fuel jug. They're, uh, they're watching the, the lap times. They're working as a spotter. They're on the radio. Or they're just following the directions of the crew chief. They're truly a member of the team. So I've talked about this on, mm -hmm. on this podcast with some folks and, uh -huh. and throughout a lot of the racing that I've done, I've, I, I've run across people with military background and, and we always kind of touch on why military people, military members find an interest in, in a connection with motorsports and and how it's mission oriented and and there's different the teamwork and all of that uh, is that the same kind of feedback that you get from the guys and gals who you deal with yeah absolutely it's it's bringing that team environment back and it's an outlet uh with ptsd um it chemically changes your chemically changes the brain and it uh living that you know you have a high cortisol high adrenaline levels for an extended period of time period of time and it turns adrenaline from being something that's very enjoyable, very pleasurable for most people to, uh, to something that's associated with, with bad times and bringing them into the team and letting, letting them feel that adrenaline rush of being on the car, being part of the team again, it starts to change. It, it starts to change that from being, uh, you know, kind of jacked up, hyper aware what's going on around me to, Hey, this is fun again. I like this feeling. Now, are you based in Missouri, and are there other parts of the country where the follow-on mission has got uh, some cars, or is that going? Are you going to expand? How's that working? Yeah, right now our our our, uh, our state of the state of this is we want to be franchised um, across the country. Um, we want to have a you know an East Coast and then kind of a Florida Atlanta team. Uh, this team here is going to handle Midwest and Texas, and uh, we want to start uh, want to start bootstrapping across the country with this, and that's part of our our driver development crew development program. Uh, find uh, again. We are, we are stationed here in Missouri, as you stated. Sure. But we're looking for those looking for those people. Um, we want to recruit those people, and we want to have them just basically an assembly manual of how to take the follow on mission. Hand them a book, get them some experience with us, and uh, let them take the reins at a, at a different area. So tell us about your first race at the Ozarks this this past weekend. <laughs> I mean, uh, the first race for any team is always dramatic and and has stories and you know the the, the end result really is unimportant. Uh, it's getting out there and making it happen and getting it done. So tell us about your weekend and your run at the Ozarks. 
Uh, it was uh, it was amazing. Uh, it was, uh, you know, everybody, you know, the, the Internet said everybody's going to die probably within four laps. And we, <laughs> we, may, we may not. Yeah, it, it may happen before the pace car is off the track. Uh, not true at all. Um, I mean, the track was a little narrow. What built the narrow spot? It was what forty-eight inches wide, something like that. <laughs> no, it, 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 yeah. it, pretty, pretty much, pretty much four to six cars wide everywhere. Um, it look at the aerial views of the track, and it looks like just a ribbon of death. And you get on the track, and you realize that, man, this is Nuremberg except wide. Um, no, we showed up Friday. It was wet. We we're having some trouble with the car. Um, th- this car was built ten years ago as a Spec E thirty. Uh, we just upgraded the um, we upgraded the safety gear in it, threw some paint, threw, threw the trim back on it, took it to the track. But uh, one of the donor cars was something I didn't even know of. It was an Economy E30, and it had oh, some. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that was a thing, but it had it had some legacy smog gear on it, and we were winding up with vacuum overboost that was dragging the brakes and causing the, the brake light to come on. So we pulled <laughs> it into the pits during the pull. We pulled it into our garage, popped the hood. And immediately, a uh, big shout out to Flying Ghost. Uh, as soon as we popped the hood and they realized, hey, man, these guys are, are looking for something. The whole team was over there. And uh, we had a 30-year BMW tech, looked at it and said, yeah, you need to pull that thing off. That's your problem right there. And just immediately, car was car was fine. Uh, got Fast out. enough to scare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, oh, hey, oh, that, yeah. that goes back goes back to the Champ Car family. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you pop a hood and scratch your head and, and somebody's going to come to your come to your aid right there. So uh, Saturday, um, we had a we didn't do a, uh, we didn't check resistance on on the alternator wire. And the alternator wire, the impedance was was basically off the chart, and the car stopped charging. And I wound up um, luckily, uh, it, uh, I died under another. <laughs> we were in a full course yellow, and uh, I lost uh, lost ignition. Just pulled off behind a uh, pulled off next to a flag stand. Came in on the hook, um, diagnosed the problem, had it back out there. So yeah, we were down for about an hour Saturday. Sunday we had no issues at all. Uh, overall, with the team, um, I don't know. You know, people came by the pits. It's like my gosh, these people are running one car. I think we had uh, like at one time. I think we had like fourteen or 15, 19 people out there. It, it was huge. Uh, extended family members came out to, to help crew with us. Uh, but the smiles, <laughs> smiles and laughter were the were the order of the day. <laughs> um, so actually, what was uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, I'm rambling. What was the uh, the reflection from the the your co-drivers you know the other yeah um, folk. yeah talking to uh talking to family members that you know they were they were smiles um best thing they can remember doing ever um had a had, had a family come up to us in tears um stating that uh you know the husband uh, and the daughter you know her dad they can't remember ever seeing him uh they couldn't remember the last time they saw him this happy uh and they were both yeah. in tears and it was a it was a pretty touching moment, and you know, at, the, at that at that moment, right right there, we knew that hey, we accomplished our mission for for this first race, right? So you know, hopefully, right. I mean, I I, I know yeah. I know teams who've been doing this for decades who would call only having an hour off on Saturday and no problems on Sunday like the biggest victory of their careers. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for a first time team, on Sunday. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. So yeah. for a first time team out there, that's just remarkable. And and uh, just from a racing standpoint, and then when you add on the 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 stories and and what the whole process meant uh, for the men and women involved, that's that's what it's all about, right? That's it. You hit the nail on the head right there, Brian. Such good stuff. So, so Go the Ozark being a super high adrenaline 
track because yeah. everybody was complaining about the lack of rest and that, you know, you just didn't have time to do anything that, you know, right. not even wipe the sweat off your forehead. Um, what are you going to do with these guys when you take them to a track like Gingerman or, you know, that's less, <laughs> that takes less. <laughs> yeah. That's well, you know, they're uh, just going to yeah. rocket these tracks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're just, um, we're going to, we're going to put, uh, we're going to bump up uh, on the uh, treadwear index. We're going to bump up to about a 350 or 400 with those little 205s. There and, we uh, go. You know, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll that's keep it exciting. Perfect. Yeah. That is yeah, perfect. Like 400 <laughs> treadwear. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Maybe all season. Overfill the we tires got... too. Yeah. Ask, yeah. My, ask my buddy Troy about, about, he drove for Visceral Racing. He was the little guy that was like this tall at, at Visceral yeah. this week, you know, the, uh, at, yeah. uh, at Ozarks. But um, yeah, we accidentally did that to him one time. We put a, a spare tires on the car and he just complained about oh, the, no. the, the way it handled. And we've completely forgot. We forgot to let the air out. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, about a you know about the forty-eight, fifty-two uh, cold is you know what you want on those. So. Right. Yeah, that's always yeah. good. That's always good. <laughs> yeah. So what's next so, up? No problem. So, nope. Oh, yep. Yeah, uh, we're not going to make it to. Uh, we're not going to make it uh, this weekend. Unfortunately, we are spread out to the four winds. So, uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to be at Joliet. It's going to be a smaller package, um, but we will. We'll right now. Uh, that's uh, you know that's the plan. Everything looks like it, it's good for Joliet. Yeah, we heard that about Army guys. What's that? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Oh, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Smaller package? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There yeah. We go. yeah, I got it. I got it. I was, I'm tracking. I, yeah. I'm trying not to get yeah. involved in this fun and frivolity here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, so um, you... You, you and you and Brian, you know Brian Check, right? Because I think you raised yeah, absolutely. At that point, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes, With I did. The, yeah. um, the, the battle scarred. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. you and Brian, you're going to kind of work with Champ Car a bit and help uh, mentor maybe some other groups that might want to start up, or maybe uh, even drivers that want to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it uh, me and me and Brian, we we stay in touch, and uh, yeah, I think uh, Dana has approached us um, about doing a you know a mentor program. Um, we want to, we want to, want to grow this effort. Um, it's not just, you know, not just me and Brian, we want to make this thing big. Right. It's interesting because, right. you know, there's and, a bunch and, of organizations out there, um, a bunch, maybe a handful who yeah. are veterans oriented yeah. and motorsports oriented. It would be kind of cool mm -hmm. if you all kind of got together and, and supported each other. I, I just interviewed, uh, another person, uh, with a different organization and I, I'm going to connect you to, um, cause I think there's so many parallels between some of these organizations and, yeah. and, you know, like any good military unit, you're stronger as a whole than you are separately. So I think that would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We had, um, we had uh, racing, racing for heroes that ran with us for a bunch of years and they still come back yeah. every now and then when we go to VIR and they run the 24 yep. and a uh, good group of guys are stationed out of there. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, something that Dana being a, a veteran and, you know, the, um, the coast guard he's uh he's really wanting to help push this stuff because we do see the the issues out there with you guys and uh again it's this is helping and uh it works it's proven to work 
So if there's a military yeah. member out there or, or, or the family member, a lot of times the military members don't reach out and, and try to find this kind of stuff. A lot of times it's the family members who make that first phone call or, or make that first connection. If So if we've got someone listening who knows someone who would be interested or should be interested in being a part of what you guys are doing, how do they get a hold of you? Okay. It, it's uh, if you want to go to the web uh, and just click on contact us, that's uh, that email goes to three of us. Um, it's uh, just go to the website, the follow one mission.org. Yeah. Um, we're, we're also, uh, we're on Facebook, send us an instant message. Um, you know, pretty, pretty small community. You want me to give a, want to go ahead and give a phone number here? Sure. Absolutely. If you okay. want to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you, if you want to, you can always shoot me a text, particularly if, if you're a vet in crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, pick that phone up. Shoot me a text. Give me a call. I'll answer for you, I promise. But, uh, yeah, call you, AJ here. The- and if you're really Wait. having issues, please call the National Suicide Hotline at yeah. 1-800-273-TALK because yeah. uh, we, we want to help you. We really do. And, and Yeah, I'll, reach. Go ahead. What You wanted to give your number. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 573 area code 690-9557. Um, if you're interested, you, if you're interested in racing, you just want to talk, you just want to chat, give me a call, shoot me a text. I promise I'll answer that phone for you guys and girls. And and we'll put all of that information in the show yep. notes. So if you're driving or whatever, don't pull over or try to get into a crash. We'll get that information in the show notes. It'll be there for you. And I know you said that you didn't. You, your boss told you not to ask for money. I can do that. So if you go okay. to the followonmission.org, you scroll about halfway down the page. There's a donate today button. Uh, these are folks who who deserve our help for what they've done for our country. Um, they're doing amazing things for people who have sacrificed a whole lot for those of us who, who didn't or couldn't. Um, and they deserve our, our support. Uh, so you, you haven't done it. You can't get yelled at. I've done it. Uh, go to the follow on mission.org, scroll down about halfway down the page, big button donate today. Uh, I'm sure five bucks, 10 bucks, a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, anything you want to give will help. So, um, you know, we, these, these folks have done so much for us it's important for us to do something for them. So, um, cool. Anyone else you want to thank before you go? I mean, this is this is the time where you say, okay, thank all your sponsors. You know, who's yeah. All the folks? Uh, hey, yeah, hey, we've got our we've got our partners listed on the website. Um, uh, that they have asked that you know, please don't go plugging this. Um, okay. It, so uh, the partners have asked not to be plugged. They're on the website. Scroll through. Some awesome, awesome people. Um, we're trying to keep updated and keep the uh, keep the donors list fresh. Sure. Um, you know, keep them on for 90 days, you know, and then, and then put the new folks on there. Uh, um, big shout out to the champ car staff without the staff and their, uh, their patience with me. Let's leave it at that. Um, this, this wouldn't have happened. So <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. You keep those guys like Paul Cruz on their toes and that's what we want to see. Oh Did I yeah. Say Paul, yeah. Paul Cruz. Oh, Paul, I'm sorry. Paul Cruz. I didn't mean to mention I mean, his name online. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Paul, Paul. I know that, that I get every um, time I say Paul Cruz, I got to put a dollar in the, in the cup and I'm really sorry. I keep saying Paul Cruz. Go ahead. But, you and, know, uh, I said, I would never say his name on the, on the air. So yeah, go ahead. And uh, he likes, he likes it. If you tag him on a post uh, anywhere, <laughs> oh, anywhere on time. Facebook. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and whatever him. you do, Take don't him. search. Yeah. Don't search yeah. for Paul Cruz on Facebook or anything. Please don't. Yeah. No. So if you hit that, don't hit, don't, don't hit the, the little at sign and then start type in Paul Cruz. Um, especially don't do yeah, that. Don't do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know Paul Cruz. I, I, it sounds like I got to meet this human being and find out why we're we're giving him so much grief. Oh, uh, well, just we'll have Paul Cruz on the show one of these days. Okay. He's yeah, he's fun to torture. So <laughs> so kind of like how I yeah. treat Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Very yes. nice. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, special, you know, special thanks to the Champ Car staff uh, and your patience. And yeah, I just noticed Dana it seemed like he's handed me off to Chelsea. Chelsea, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's I what he to, does uh, with the problem child. Wait, wait, wait I what's know, going yeah. on? So, <laughs> yeah. So wait, so so Chelsea's got to be taking care of you and Bill. Uh, that yeah. person is just a saint. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, she's. She she thinks she is. I mean, no, she is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we, we, we're off the rails now. <laughs> all right, AJ, yes. thanks yeah. a lot. That's all right. Oh, it is all right. Thanks for for coming on and and thanks for being part of the follow on mission and and doing what you do. And uh, you know, if there's anything I can do to help out in any way possible, you know, give me a give me a ring and uh, you you can get through me, get a hold of me through Bill or whatever and. And uh, I, I, I love the mission. So uh, thank you again for all of that. And again, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's great. Um, very grateful to be here tonight. Well, tonight, today. So there we uh, go. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to be here on the podcast. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to keep putting uh, the word out about our mission. Well, it's, it's the, the least that we can do, and we appreciate it. So, All right, that is A.J. Jackson from The Follow-On Mission. When we come back, uh, we've got something to recap. I don't even know what it is anymore. But we'll come up with something. Yeah. That's next on Inside Champ Car. Inside Champ Car is a podcast that takes a deep dive into all things going on with the Champ Car Endurance Series. Hosted by veteran journalist, radio host, and racer Brian Belansky and Champ Car's very own Bill Strong, we talk to drivers, team bosses, tech gurus, and series supporters. Episodes air every week in time for you to listen on your way to the track. Inside Champ Car is on the Racing Wire podcast network found on Apple, Spotify, Google, and most popular podcasting apps. Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. Brian Belansky, Bill Strong. Bill, what a great conversation. AJ's a good guy. Not that I thought he was. Yes, he be. is. <laughs> oh, he is. And uh, we, he's, he's, a, he's a trip on the web, man. You follow him on Facebook, and he's just, he's out there, man. But it's awesome. He just, he starts the conversations, and, and, uh, and they're funny. And, go. yeah, good guy. Really good guy. Good, good program. And uh, I hope it grows, grows big and helps these guys out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about we've got a couple of big, you know, enduro enduro. I mean, we do everything's an enduro, but I mean, like these are big yeah. enduros you got coming up. Yeah, we were talking about doing that. I can't talk, really talk about it, but we're Chelsea and I were talking about something. I said, well, maybe a two hour enduro. You know, we can't call it a sprint race because it's not right. really a sprint race, but two hour enduro or something like that. And, you know, it's just something we were throwing back at each other. And I thought, wow, we call everything an enduro. But, you know, we call I super think enduros. a 12 hour yeah, that's super enduros. That's 38 hours. So we used to do those back in the old days. But um, we got Thunder Hill coming up July 1st and 2nd. That's a 12-hour enduro. Goes into the nighttime. Our West Coast folks asked for night racing. So we're giving it to them, 12 hours of Thunder Hill West. Um, we need some uh, folks to sign up for that. We don't have that many cars right now. Uh, 
but uh, thirteen fifty for that race, and that's twelve hours of racing for thirteen hundred fifty bucks. Uh, register. Uh, well, we just made the miss the early discount thing, but I think we may extend that out. It's, but uh, just register for that, and we'll get you sorted. Um, we have uh, what else we got coming? Oh yeah, Nelson Nelson Ledges. That's the uh, longest day of Nelson Ledges. Uh, presented by Money Shift Racing. That's a 24-hour race, of course, at Nelson Ledges, the iconic. Uh, how long is the break in the middle of that? Nelson one? is back. There is no break. Wait. That is a 24-hour race. 24, like straight through with no. I'm being, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, when do I it's get my beauty sleep? True 24-hour. Well, you don't, and okay. that's the thing with our shows. It's it's one of those things that we just go on and on and on, and we drivel on. Especially our shows, we just you know drivel on about the most useless things, right? And usually around three in the morning, where you might hear a snore every now and then. But uh, Doc Waldrop and I would do those twenty fours consistently. That's- Last year, fortunately, we lost Doc, so mm-hmm. um, and it, uh, we had to do it. With t- or sorry, not had to do it. To me. <laughs> Tiffany joined wow. us in the uh, in the tower to do it. Yeah, sorry. This yeah, is we my, had to do it with Tiffany. This is my 3 a.m. impersonation. Yeah. My head. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's a picture. So when you when you uh, <laughs> click the wrong link or or a, a, a dead link is on our website, you'll see a picture of me where I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> it's the uh, you're lost. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. They so, they made fun of me for years over and, that, and one. they should for um, other things. And but, then we, but so yeah. this is what's hardcore though then, about a champ car. No other series that I know of does back to back twenty four hour races. Yeah, you guys do that. Yeah. You know, we're hardcore, man. This is not you know no sissies allowed. I mean, you can if you're a sissy, you can come race with us. We're <laughs> you know we're we allow everybody, but uh, it's um. August 12th and 14th, the Virginia International Raceway, the Lifeline Classic 24-hour. And uh, we're looking at, uh, right now, um, Mr. Huggins and his uh, Pinkies Out team. They've won the last three. Uh, that's still not the most. Um, uh, what's there? Hold on. Oh, I, I don't have that info. But uh, we have a team that won four of them, the okay. 24 hours. Not successful. Not, not right. you know but over a few years and uh, that Simon says, and that was a little Honda or Acura Integra sure. that won four 24 hours uh, races. And uh, but Huggins is shooting for that fourth one this year and uh, to see if he can do it. Nice. Um, nice. And that's uh, that takes place. What I say, uh, August uh, 12th and 14th with uh, lifeline are uh, one of our sponsors sponsoring that they're li- lo- long time sponsor, James Clay and his company. Um, sponsoring that race. And uh, that has a test and a 24 hour. And also the Nelson Ledges presented by Money Shift Racing, another longtime sponsor, little shop outside of Ohio. And uh, they supply all kinds of uh, good gear for racers. They are um, uh, sponsoring that race. And uh, that also has a test day, but the track is doing that test day as well. Got it. Um, they usually have night night testing as well. So you can align your headlights, you know, to point everywhere, but really where you want to go. Because uh, that seems to be the the thing to do. Um, so so maybe so yeah, that's what we, we have. Yeah, maybe uh, we have a tech tip already for this week, but maybe next week we should do headlights because you know guys got to get guys and gals got to get ready for these things. So let's get that tech tip out there early enough so they can use the info. What? How to point them all yeah. the wrong way and exactly, stuff. and and how many to have and Much. where to put them and all that fun stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's easy. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Yeah, we can do that. So another tech tip. All right, yeah. I'll I'll forget it and you'll remind me. I will. And I'll, I'll try. Last minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. All right. Uh, next week we're going to talk about we'll, we'll recap Hallett, and uh, we will also yep. do a little bit of looking ahead to Watkins Glen. That'll be what we do next week. Anything else before That's we? Just a little race. There's not much. Yeah. yeah Watkins Glen. There's only I think they said uh, 115 cars signed Ooh. up for that. <laughs> Nothing. 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 That's... Nothing. That's like that's like the uh, the major Deegan on a uh, on a Friday night. One hundred and fifty cars. That's a that's a big track. I that's mean, right. there's a lot of room out there. You know, too good. It's long, too good. and you know, half of them are gonna half of them are gonna end up you know passing out at Tech anyway because that <laughs> takes like three or four days. A weekend on the turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, exactly. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any episodes. It'd also be great if you share it on your social media channels. Comment on the Champ Car Facebook page. If you don't have a good comment, leave it on Bill's personal page. We have new episodes every week. He's Bill Strong. Bill Strong. All this time, I can't even get your name right. (laughs) I'm Brian Belansky. This is the Racing Wire Podcast Network.